You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Like, so, like, it's really funny because it feels like the writers even forget, like, how many Reapers that they did. Yes. So, like, in Mass Effect 3, they're like, you killed a Reaper. And I'm like, actually, I killed three in Mass Effect 2. Yes. Because the collector base, yes. you dis- you figure out on the collector base, it's not a collector ship, it's yes. a Reaper. Yes. So, the base itself, you kill... Yes, and then you send one. Is a reaper. The dare, the one where you find Legion also is alive, and you send it. Is into a, this, is a reaper. And you send it, and you send it into the planet, and you kill it. And then you kill the the human reaper. Yes. Then it's three reapers that you. Yes. They they. And they're like, you killed a reaper, Shepard. You're the only one who killed a one. No, I'm like my guy. I've killed three. At some point, <laughs> at some point they um they start to only quantify the dust mites as real reapers. And that seems to be the narratively, like the only reapers that count are the dust mites. Oh yeah. The, um, the actual, like bu- the proper bug ones because the henchmen. Yeah. Well, no, they start calling the henchmen reapers too. Right. They don't keep it straight. I think the only reapers that matter on the scoreboard are the big bugs that you missile to death and they fall over. Right. But all of those ships were big bugs. Yes. Oh no, I see what you're saying. Like they'd be alive and stuff. Like some of them like weren't alive or they like or it's like there was like They're a trick dead. to them or something, right? I listen, I'm with you. I think by having by ha- by the fact that you destroyed so many reapers means there should have been a lot of different ways to destroy a lot of different reapers. So you could have conceivably they could have written a story where they had about a third as many reapers, but because you're so familiar with how they all work, you could have spent the entire game sending different teams to deal with Reapers in different ways. And how you go through the game affects the success rate of how many Reapers you've destroyed. don't understand why you can't just shut down the power device. Yeah. The idea that we need to um, collide with the Reapers like Star Wars is absurd. And it seems to me that the only way that we're accepting to deal with the Reapers is by firing missiles at them while they fire missiles back at us. But every way we've destroyed a Reaper has been not that. But we have sent people into the Reaper because it is a ship, a living ship. Yes, we have, we have, we have um, all types of like the universe is so ripe with ways to destroy Reapers that it seemed as though the only thing that the Protheans had, they were caught off guard. But we weren't, even though they caught us off guard. Most of there's a good chunk of the universe that was like either hyper. Excuse me. There's two reasons. So there's the caught off guard and the fact that there was no biodiversity with the with the Protheans. Oh, yeah, it was the, just Protheans the Protheans literally took over everybody and made them subservient. Because remember, it's remember it, it's the uh, Africans were slave owners too narrative. Oh yeah, I forgot about Javik. Yeah, Javik tells you all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so right? they they actually ruined their own, and the and Leviathan did that too. This is like one of the first cycles where. Um, and they try to hint that the Asari do it, but the Asari don't have full control over everything, so they don't. Right. And the Asari made themselves forget everything. Like, the Asari literally could have stopped this from happening. Um, but uh, there's so many different species, and not one of them's in control. And um, they all have, like, different interconnections and, like, work. To, like, that... that the, that this cycle is specifically a lot of the first. Why are we talking about this right now? <laughs> Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Welcome to another episode of ADD Space. 
I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but the actual host, the exasperated, mass affected chief (laughs) financial officer. Please send me money for my eyes. Um, but yeah, so I didn't, I, I wasn't Bacon. on the right monitor. I was, I was, I was on my high contrast monitor. Bacon is your name. Really good graphics. Bacon, Bacon is, is my Bacon name. Bacon is your name. High contrast, high contrast uh, All right. monitor. All right, let's watch. All right, everybody, everybody, everybody calm down. Bacon, everybody calm down. Everybody listening, calm down. Everyone stop. Everyone listen. You guys listening, settle down. Calm down. <laughs> Put it down. Put it down. <sighs> God. Okay. I need a cinnamon roll. All right. So first off, your eyes don't work. Yes. Okay. Because you're playing too much Mass Effect on a high contrast yeah. monitor. Yes. Without that handy dandy eye care thing. Without the handy dandy eye care thing. That's why I need desperately need your gaming monitor. Yes. Um But then after, you know, of course, like I realized that when you create your writer, your writer is in the menu, like in the menu before the game. But that's literally how you start the game. And so I made my writer and I went fuck, I do have to start the game. Because <laughs> there's no option like in the, the original trilogy where you can just like save your your data and then go on your merry way and then come back and input it. So I was like, well, fuck. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's fine. I told everybody on the stream because, by the way, I've been streaming all of this. If you want to see me get tilted, etc., you can... Feel free to go through 140 hours of past broadcasts. It's literally all I've been doing. Where? On my Twitch. Sorry. On my Twitch channel. Which is... Is it The Bacon Dill? No, it is The Bacon Dill. It is The Bacon Dill. The Bacon Dilla. That's a The Bacon Dilla. The Bacon Dilla. All right. Twitch.com backslash The Bacon Dilla. You know it's mine because it's very pink. It's a, it's just, It's like It's like... You're branded. It's like bacon and pink and branded, and like the stills are like of your face making a face. Like the previous videos are like stills of your face making a face. Sometimes they get a little corners, got your face making a face. So, yeah, you can't miss it, guys. The Baconzilla. But yeah, so I've been I've been I've been streaming all my Mass Effect journey. But then I was like, okay, whatever. So I, you know, I was like, I'll just play for like two hours. It's like nine o'clock. I'll just play for two hours. I'll just play until midnight. And I even said on stream, I'm not playing until two in the morning. All right. Uh, you played until two in the morning, Te- Texas time is what I'm on. Um, I played until not quite two in the morning Pacific time. <laughs> um, so it wasn't quite two in the morning, but I definitely didn't fall asleep until two in the morning, and only to be woken up at four a.m. by a dog. Who doesn't realize? Who doesn't remember why his owner leaves at the same time every day? Oh, poor Gizmo. He was. It was. He. He wasn't howling this time, but he was like, hmm. "Yes." Hmm. So, if you want to catch up on Mass Effect, you can watch old broadcasts. If you want to watch Mass Effect Andromeda, the longest game, it's all three of them combined in length. Uh, no, it's it's really two of them combined. It's not. It's not all three. Three is barely a game. But I'm going to save that shade for later. Okay, um, three is barely a game, but barely, it's also, if you do everything in it, it is about 45 to 50 hours, which Oof. makes it the longest game out of the trilogy, which is what makes it also infuriating that you're 
Yeah, that was definitely. the longest game in the trilogy. I did it is not the really. longest game in the trilogy. The first Mass Effect game, if you do everything, is about 35 hours. It's got to be longer than that. First time I did that game, was and I did that on hardcore as well. Um, 35 hours. The second game was about 43, 45 hours. And my, then the my, last game was um, about 50. My timer on Mass Effect 2 is fucked. It resets after every hour, so it says I played uh, when I beat the game. My uh, final save said I had been playing the game for 21 minutes. <coughs> so I do not know how long Mass Effect 2 was. I cannot beat the game. Yeah, Mass, Mass Effect 2 is about a good 45 hours. All right, that makes sense. And that's if you do everything, which I did. Um, but we are, as you might have noticed in the beginning, we're trying not to go into Mass Effect. Um, because we we're saving, promised we're Justin would be here. Well, I mean, the thing about Mass Effect is such a long conversation that you can have a conversation, you can have a bit of a conversation here and a bit of a conversation there and a longer conversation there because it is a whole ass trilogy and there's a lot going on in the trilogy, out of the trilogy, in terms of game design, narrative design, culturally. There's a big discussion around Mass Effect and Bioware that will take <laughs> a bunch of it, would span several I, episodes anyway. So, so. The funny part about this is, though, so I'm about 10 hours, a little under 10 hours in Andromeda now. Right. Because I streamed today. And my, I've got some regular people who are, like, heavily invested in watching me play through this so they don't have to play through, which I found really funny. And um, actually, all of them are going to play Andromeda. They're like, oh, I'm not playing the original trilogy, but I'm going to play Andromeda even though I'm watching you play it. Um. So the funny part is, is like, I'm still in the beginning. And drama is a very long game. The beginning is very slow. And one of them is just like, people were complaining about this. This is like way superior already. <laughs> I'm not even 10 hours. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to get into the, um, no, I'm not no, trying I'm to get just, into the nuts it, and bolts. It, oh, the but. combat feels so good. The combat feels so good, though. Yes. It feels so good, and the run makes sense. Just like I'm so happy I'm in Andromeda now. It's over. And then when and when Andromeda is done, I'm done with the Mass Effect series. I mean, until whenever the fuck four comes out. That's about right. But I'm done. I'm done. I only had one playthrough in me, in my entire body. One playthrough. So, um, the unique part about this for me is that. I am a person who, if I don't have, like, my perfected thing that I wanted to do, I will go back several hours to fix it. I don't even have that in me. Oh, good. So, like, fucked up, like, Caden live. I just rolled with it for all the whole trilogy, and I know why I killed him. Um, more on that later. But that was this is just on my behavior. And so I'm like, I'm just really happy to be in this new game. And then once Mass Effect Andromeda is over, then which I'm hoping to have completed by my birthday, which is the 28th, I'm going to be playing um, The World Ends With You, Neo. Did you get to dream that? I'm going to try. Okay. I should be able to. I think so. Uh, I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm purposefully, I've actually been really consistently streaming um, lately. Something about Mass Effect and consistent streaming and hate streaming and 
or hate playing streaming myself hate playing the game hate love playing yeah it's a hate love relationship i think i think there's something um, to be said for um streaming a game that is a consistent grind like final fantasy versus something that is an ongoing narrative like mass effect it's just a little bit less self con you don't have to worry about the content because if you're playing mass effect then it's all compelling content it seems like it's easier to stream and it's easier for the audience to latch on to and it's easy for everyone to just play a narrative based game well i so the pro the problem with narrative ner streaming narrative base games for me is I get caught into narrative traps where um I really I'll be like I really want to play the game I really don't want to stream so I'll be like okay I'll just do all the boring shit I'll like do all the grinding and stuff that I usually do but then I'll be like oh but I really want to do this story mission but I really don't want to stream right now but I also really want to stream this mission and then I get like caught in like this catch-22 of you know what you should do this is um record it separately and just play it back on your stream yeah that's what i was thinking um the no. only thing is, is like so when you record content and then you upload it it gets like no views you can just you can stream yourself watching it it's live watch of yourself you can be right oh no i i'm can... not live watching myself but I can, um, I oh. can set it up. Oh, I can set it up in a way where I, um, how is it? It's, I guess it's called like rehosting sort of thing, where like you, what just the, um, well, you should do you stream it. an already recorded video. If you are or like an old broadcast. If you are um, gonna, you can put on your own stuff, but don't just be the only person talking. Just have like you and like me and or Justin. And like talk over it so it's in the background and so it's the stream and it's like literally you can say um filmed like this morning at 3 a.m no, 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 no. i don't want to do that because i have really terrible secondhand embarrassment well it does uh it does <laughs> it does, it does say like i i cannot watch myself well don't watch yourself just talk <laughs> No, 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 but I will have to pay attention to the stream to react on the stream to what's going on. And that's where I'm going to have secondhand embarrassment over my own behavior. Looking at yourself play a game will give you secondhand embarrassment? Yes, abso absolutely. Huh. So you never look at yourself playing a video game? No. I make clips. I edit the clips and I never look at them again. Except to share them to other people once they're curated. Wow. Yeah, no. That's why I, I don't even bother with the editing anymore. I'm just like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, I'll listen to all of our podcast recordings, but like visually seeing myself, I, it's too much. Wow. And then I'll be watching my gameplay and I'll just be like, oh my God, I'm a terrible gamer. That's a... Uh... I get Hi, it. I am bipolar with severe anxiety. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's great. Speaking of which, um, I was on a new medication that seemed to be working really well and also seemed to cause me an allergic reaction. Is that where you so, been? 
for, forgive me if I'm all over the place, especially for like this episode and maybe the next one. I should be fine by next week. But um, I was on this new medication for about three weeks and then I had to stop it. So now my brain is like readjusting. Um, so definitely forgive any sporadic uh, extra or whatever behavior or off the railsness. Um, but yeah, like my, my upper lip was swelling. I was having welts on my face and it, the, the, the reaction was probably prolonged because like I genuinely, like I generally am like always on allergy medication. So I'm taking singular, which is used to tape, treat hives anyway. And, um, paired with like Zyrtec when it's like really bad. I'm just like, why am I so itchy? I must've eaten something. And then I like looked at my face in the morning the other day and it was just like, oh, my lips. My upper lip is super fat and I have thin white person lips. So it was very disconcerting. I'm like, um, I should not have my lips should not be that big. And then why is why why are there red marks on and it's why it's always on the right side of my body. Like it's like the right side of my body is just like more hyper responsive than like the rest of my body. It's always the right side. But thankfully, due to having an ungodly number of steroids and um, uh, prescription antihistamines that I can all take all at the same time, I'm back to normal. I'm not taking this great medication that was actually beginning to work with my brain, but not my body. So this is, this is fantastic. But... Good news is we're all vaccinated. Hey, there you go. So, Aaron's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. This oh, yeah, was part I'm of vaccinated. this was part of our impromptu summer break that happened. Was him getting vaccinated, me getting vaccinated, then my immune system going through, held back and forth with a million different things outside of the vaccination. Um. Yeah. We're here. So now we're so now we're all caught up. Um, this won't be a long up. episode. Um, just wanted to get people up to speed, get everybody back up and get get everybody back up and rolling. I actually want to do a um soft relaunch of like the entirety of Unreasonable Fridays actually by September, but we might as well get the ball rolling on this because this is actually the um flagship show. It's a wartime promotion, but it is what it is. <laughs> I didn't realize that the vast majority of the audience is because Dasha has um, Dasha Mitchell, the host of Unreasonable Fridays, the titular show, uh, flagship show. Um, she is essentially the mayor of KQED, or the uh, chief diversity officer, which means that she cannot come online and talk any of the shit that she's been talking for the previous six to eight years of us knowing her. So, yeah, she's not allowed to be raggedy anymore. So no, she cannot, and um, she feels a way like I've always told her. I was like, you don't have to necessarily talk shit. You know, you could tell me about a fried chicken recipe. Like nobody's here. Like we're not here. Like I've like I've said, we've already phased out the news. Like that particular type of podcasting where you get alternative news is kind of phased out a bit. You know, where it's like we are now very much attuned to the news ourselves. Like the audience is. So there's a certain type of podcast that's the type of podcast that was um, that uh, is not as necessary. So there's a slight shift in direction, and I yeah I would like to go 
I'd like to actually take it and, you know, lean into it a bit. But right now, you know, the summer, or the summer, the rest of the summer, we should have some proper ad spaces, proper conversations. And, and yeah, so we have some things coming. And, uh, yeah, that break was health-related. Everyone's vaccinated. Bacon's been sick. I've been moving. I live in Texas. Yeah. Hey, you're in Texas now. Congratulations. I live in Texas. I think. Um, Congratulations on being in the same vicinity of a person who makes Texas great. Um, thing about Texas is Texas is a very interesting place. It's a very it good restaurant. Very it's a actually. it's a very good restaurant with very bad management. It's got yeah, good. I, it's got a good live band. It's got a good chef, but the manager's racist, and he's just dick. The manager is a dick. But and, all the help, the help isn't white. Right. So <laughs> it's like it's a good restaurant, and then the manager is like walking around being a dick, and you want to leave. And then you find out something's whatever's wrong with the store, whatever's wrong with the the bar, is the manager's fault because the manager's bad at this. And that is that is that would describe my experience with Texas. Is everything that I don't like about Texas is from the top dripping down on us. But the actual minute to minute of living in Texas is actually perfectly fine and enjoyable. I actually yeah, no, enjoy I, us. I actually I actually like Texas. Right. Uh, which it, every time I say that, people are like, "What?" And I'm like, "No." I, like texas i like the southwest um it's not it's just it's simply put it's simply not bad it's poorly managed it's a poorly managed highly reactive um state operating on the highest level through a series of scams and nepotism so yes it's bad at the top end very dangerously bad at the top end which is why i'm like "Eh." but coming from new york california and texas i can actually afford to live here which is crazy so, yeah. Yeah, but congratulations on moving. I mean, you know, I actually might be able to, like, afford property. Having two jobs, weird. having two jobs will be enough. It's weird. <laughs> I will have, uh, I don't have to have three and a half jobs. Um, Eric is here, which is another thing. Like uh, I said, the, the 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 reason why Texas is delightful. Texas is delightful. So, yeah, um, a lot of things happened. Uh, going forward, though, I do want to make, bring this up. We're looking. We're gonna be looking at having um, scheduled breaks. Like, season. there's always gonna be emergencies that are gonna happen. But it seems like emergencies in my case happen about the same times every year. <laughs> um. I have enough data on myself. Like I actually collect like my own data on like my own life and things. And so I can, I can look back and be like, Oh, every year, April through June, things happen always without fail. Also usually health related because I'm um, it's spring comes and it's spring also then turning into summer, which is the worst time for my face. I actually mean that very literally because sun and allergies and just like I'm constantly sick during that time. So and then, of course, around the holidays, because shit always goes wrong around the holidays. Like all holidays. I just dropped like 50 things. Um <laughs> everybody so we're gonna be looking at having like scheduled breaks and that should help make things um seasonal model yeah more consistent 
Um, Seasonal. And again, emergencies will happen still, but it it won't be as bad. So we will be here in the long run more consistently and doing the things. Um, and can't think of anything else. Did we talk about anything else, Aaron? I think we I think we got everything. Um, we got the moving. We got the illnesses. We got the vaccines. We're threatening um, Mass Effect next week. God. Um, I think we've I think we've captured everything. We can move on to things that are um, just and safe. Yes, let's move on to things that are just and safe. <laughs> um, primarily, um. The swat the the uh, swaths of people who thought Nintendo was gonna bring out a 4K, 4K 120 frames per second switch switch upgrade like like Nintendo does that shit. Like I just okay so this this thing is like boggling my mind like this this whole situation. So okay, listen. I want to say, what was it, six months to a year ago? Right. It was about a year ago, actually. Right. There was a leak on, was it Reddit? Because 4chan doesn't exist anymore. Um, it was a leak on a scrupulous, um, irreputable forum place saying that it was a game-related leak and that Nintendo was going to be dropping the Switch Pro, is what it was going to be called. And that it was going to be, I hear the typing of research. <laughs> and it was going to have all of these features. It was going to be this great thing. They were, you know, I think they even had like a release date and a price drop on it. And people were like, this is what Nintendo is going to be doing. They went all in on this. It was very weird. I'm like, uh, what? I'm like, why? This is a rumor. None of these leaks have been right. What? And so Nintendo released their upgraded version of their existing model, which they always do. Nintendo has has an initial release model. After X amount of time, what happens is they release another version of, like an upgraded version of that model that usually has a few quality of life changes to it. And then... They drop the price of the older model and sell the new model for the original at release price of, yeah. And it's usually about a $50 difference. Like this is can been pretty consistent across their devices. Um, they did it with the Wii U. Uh, they did it with um uh they did it with all of their handhelds and there's always like a more like they always have a more affordable version that has less features than their main product that's that that's how it goes it's always been a quality of life feature upgrade there's usually not a massive graphics improvement but there is usually some processing improvement uh so on this one, what the improvements are is that um, it's going to be, the, the screen is better. So we're going to have a, 
better handheld screen because at the end of the day this is also still a handheld it's not just a console it has an oled oled screen so that is seven inches now yes Um, like one percent bigger I think it's even less than one. It's less than 1% Point bigger. Point one, something like that? Some big. Point no, one? it is in length. It is point. Yeah, it is 1%. It's in length. It is, yeah, point one uh, larger. It's, wait, I think it's like 9.55 and then the original is 9.45. All of your peripherals that you have for your current switch should work with the next one which was important to me because if I had to buy new Joy-Cons, I would murder somebody. That's not true. Don't don't take that seriously, NSA Steve. Um, so, I like, I would, it would be very, very upset if I had to, like, replace, like, all my Joy-Cons because those, those fuckers are not cheap. Um, and my Switch is super customized, so it's nice to know that my customizations should transfer over. Um, so yeah, it's, it's basically about the same size. The weight has increased because the storage, the, the self storage on it has increased to 64 gigabytes, which is actually a lot for the switch because a lot of the games don't actually take up a lot of space and you still can have like the expanded, um, uh, expanded amount of space with a micro SD card. So you still have. Still have a lot. And again, like the games on Switch, they don't take up that much space. No, they do not. Um, the, the way that they have like the space management for the Switch games has been really surprising. Um, there is a... You sh- will now be able to um, connect. You will now be able to do a wired connection through your docking station, which before you had to purchase an adapter for. Right. Now you don't need an adapter. You can just like plug it right in. Um, there was something else that was kind of significant that was a nice quality of life that I cannot remember for the life of me. But you can find all of the information. And you get more. You get more uh, straight up, straight up um, hard drive space. Is sixty four instead of thirty two now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, you said that. You get the more problem. space. Yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. why the weight's increased. Okay. Um, then yes, let me see. I think we've covered. Let me scroll. Um, if you're curious, um, on the Nintendo site, they actually have like uh, compare the models, and if you continue going down, you can get like the full specs. Now, one thing I do wish that they had done, and this is I I think this is a genuine, honest like this is this complaint's not wrong. You still can't use um wireless Bluetooth headset without an adapter. Um, I'm also like that's that's valid. Um, because we're in this part where like wireless Bluetooth headsets are just kind of like being forced on everybody. Right. Really hate it. I really adamantly hate it, but this is where we're at. <laughs> um but we are still in COVID. Yes. Um the supply chains are still royally fucked. The so I don't know if people realize this, but a lot of the places where all of these tech parts are manufactured are in countries that do not have vaccine access. They don't have vaccine access. Like we're actually just now our country specifically is beginning to send 
um, uh, our unused vaccines to other countries that don't have vaccine access. So that's where a lot of these parts are being made. On top of that, um, there was a boat that got stuck. Oh my God, what is that chan uh, channel called? Um, hold on. Um, Suez uh, Canal. Yes. So <laughs> there was, um, if you look, there's this tiny canal, this tiny canal that connects um, like the Mediterranean with, oh my God, ocean, help. On the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. Mediterranean Sea, right. the Red Sea, yeah. Yes, to the Red Sea. It is a massive, it's, it's actually like, it's a really important trade route. That's like all of our ships, all of the trade, like all the trade ships go through there. Um, there was a ship that was stuck, got stuck completely sideways for like over a month and fucked up all trade, all shipping, all of production. Stuff is like, like there are things that are backlogged for months. Um, so you have COVID, you have that, you have scalpers, you have crypto miners who are literally buying up, like parts are just not happening right now. They are just not happening. So like, I understand might've been looking for more, might've been wanting more, but like, this is the situation right now with like tech and parts and supplies. Shit's just not happening. Like, we're not going to be seeing a lot of new stuff for pro probably, until 2022, 2023. It's just really bad right now. It's better, honestly, at this point, it's almost better to just like start working on new shit. Hmm. Like, I'm like, stuff is seriously backlogged. And again, even though we live in the US and we have access to vaccines, even though there's states, like Republican owned states are only at like what? I think like 40% vaccinated. Yes. It's not great. Like you have to remember, there's other countries that do not have vaccine access, and that's literally where all these parts are manufactured and produced and shipped out of. Right. Like, like tech trade. Like all of your games are going to be delayed. Don't listen to release dates. Almost nobody. I don't know if you were paying attention to E3. There's like the only games that have like release dates really like like on point release dates are ones that are like probably coming out with are coming out within the three to six months because honestly giving a release date right now is just like um irresponsible i agree like folks are still working from home um like pe uh people aren't like uh, sorry i'm trying really hard you know people are still working from home uh they're still sending stuff in you have uh, the Delta strain, which is kind of like making its way through more places. In, in gaming, there's a lot of outsourcing that happens. And again, a lot of that outsourcing happens in places that do not have vaccine access right now. Everything's delayed. Everything's behind. COVID really screwed up everything. And it hasn't gone away. So like, please keep that in mind. Also, don't listen to rumors on the internet. Like, <laughs> we have to go ahead and also also aside from all this don't listen to rumors on the internet this 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 the internet 
Let's just go back to basics here. Don't listen to it. The, the, the interesting, it does not, okay, so it does not escape me that people were just like really going in like, no, this is totally going to happen. I'm like, but y'all are believing an unverified source. When y'all don't even believe, like, harassment claims or assault claims that happen within the industry. Like, what? Right. <laughs> what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you had to lay everybody out like that. Like, we should end the show now. Like, there's no follow-up point to that. That you like, you guys are believing the wrong shit. <laughs> um so now where do we go from here <laughs> very weird to me i don't understand like no this is definitely it and i'm gonna be really mad because what actually happened wasn't what the leak said it was gonna be and i don't know where y'all thought a 4k tablet for th for uh 350 dollars was coming from it's not in it's not nintendo's way and the switch represents it's not anybody's way i mean i mean a four 4k a 4k tablet I think the Nintendo Switch is a fucking tablet. I have a feeling that um, one, I don't know why people have not been tracking Nintendo for the past twenty-five years. Nintendo has Nintendoed in a straight line forever. This is not their way. Nintendo would never Nintendo in this direction in any way. If they did, then you could um, assume that they've been taken over by um, aliens, and you should send in men to blow them all up. But they've been indoctrinated. Indoctrinated, exactly. We can control them. We can control them. But anyway, um, um, yes, uh, I think some people might have gotten twisted because of so many different versions of the next-gen consoles that came out this winter um, because of the massive disparity, specifically between the Series S and the Series X, that I think people might have gotten it twisted. And this is what happens when you bring out another console in the middle of the generation. No, this is Microsoft's way. This is not Nintendo's way. <laughs> And it's very important that you understand that because the switch, the switch is exact. When I heard it, there was this like this, this mass groaning, and I looked and I read about it, and I was like, the only thing I wanted is I was hoping for a 1080p screen. That's it. But I got a better screen, which is fine. But I didn't think Nintendo was going to go all in because they're not trying to split their pair. They're not going to split their player base. That's not again their way. They actively do not ever want to do that by their own admission. <laughs> Right. No, they have actively said that they don't want to do that. Right. So they're going to, they're only going to make the console um, easier to use, but they're not going to make it sign one significantly better than the other. No. And when they do make one that's significantly better, it's going to be like the 2D, uh, sorry, it's going to be like the, um, like the 3DS versus, I'm trying to remember the model that came before it. The DS. It'd be like the DS and the 3DS. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a like a big bump up, but in the same genre. Right. It's and they won't do that until they're like, this is gonna be when they're like, we just need to extend the console out for like X number of years. Yeah. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna see it for a while. And again, you're looking at 4k on a fucking tablet for 350 dollars you are out of your goddamn mind every so often um a friend will tell me that they got a uh, 4k 32 inch tv 
and I'm like, 4K doesn't quite matter on a screen that small. God forbid a Switch screen. But if you were to get like a 32 inch 4K TV, it's not it's not as important as once you start going over 40 inches and beyond. But on then, a Nintendo screen, on a little tablet, on a gaming tablet, 4K for who? The latest Samsung tablet is over eight hundred dollars. And what's the screen resolution of? It's really good. It's a lot of numbers. There's a lot of specs. I was just looking at it, going, "That's beautiful." No, <laughs> you don't need that. No, I gotta look the it Nintendo, up because we gotta see. The what's Nintendo going on. Switch is a dedicated gaming tablet. And there's literally no reason for it to have 4K. There is no reason. I know we all want 4K. A lot of people have 4K monitors or 4K televisions. I'm, I'm, I'm. We need to be more deliberate with what we want to be 4K because that drives up the price of things for no reason. So, like, if the TV you got is of a certain size but of a certain price, and it. it it is jacked up because it's 4K, but 4K is not necessarily is not necessary given the size of the screen. There are lots of other features for monitors to have that would make it worth the cost of money, but just demanding 4K out of out of everything is um not optimal given what you could be asking for from a gaming tablet. You could be asking for different stuff. It's not 4K. That would be much more impactful to the minute-to-minute experience of using a Nintendo Switch. Guarantee it. And it's a touchscreen tablet, by the way. It's very important to remember, it's also a touchscreen tablet. Which, most tablets are touchscreen, but I, like, I think folks forget that there's actually developers who, u- who utilize the touchscreen part there's a lot of games that actually do utilize the touch screen of the nintendo switch which is delightful sometimes i just put down my joy cons and i just like i'm just gonna hold the tablet like this and play it's great let's see the galaxy tab is 2560 by 1600 right right okay yes okay right it's very lovely mm-hmm we just we we just watch what you ask for and watch who you ask for it from. Mm-hmm. I just I, I was very confused. I was very very confused about the entire thing. I'm just like, how did we get here? Somebody please make it make sense, because I don't I don't I don't get it. Help. <laughs> Which again, you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. Right. So, I mean, I don't have to buy a new Switch, but I I kind of like that. I I will admit I did have an idea. I was hoping that Nintendo, like, I was hoping that Nintendo would kind of buck tradition, but I didn't, I wasn't going to hang, I wasn't going to bet any money on it because there's no reason for them to. Switches still sell like hotcakes, so there's no reason for them to change or do anything drastic. In this instance, besides give a good reason for someone who has a um, worn out switch like you. To get My switch, switch desperately needs replacing. It's now to the point where like 
I ha so I I have to make sure that I'm holding my switch like vertically, because if I if I hold it like this, it starts getting very loud and very warm. So I have to make sure that it's like upright. It can be it can be it can be laying down while charging if it's in sleep mode, but otherwise I have to have it like have to have it like like vertically, which is fine. It's not an issue. I, I it it doesn't really mess with my life, but it's definitely one of those calling signs of like it's time for the replacement. So my switch just has to make it for the next switch to come out, and then I can just like get a new switch. Nora. Which is what's going to happen. And all of my peripherals should fit, which I'm super excited about. And it also means I'll have an extra docking station. Hopefully the old docking station also fits with a Nintendo Switch with a new version of it. I would assume it would. If it does, that means I'll have two docking stations. I'll be really excited. <laughs> well, because that means I'll have a docking station in my bedroom and then I'll have a docking station at my computer, which is my dream right now. I just didn't want to pay you for another docking station. So yeah, Nintendo, for love of God, please. I just, look at a rumor first. Look at what it's about. Look at the practicality of it and the probability of it. See if there's actually a verified source. Um. Because honestly, if it's, oh yeah, I know. So my brother works at Nintendo, you see, and my brother is the one who told me about this. Don't listen. Or I have a friend. I know a person. Or uh, or sometimes they'll be like, I'm an anonymous developer who's leaking information. To a certain degree, um, your experience with a develop with a with a um, a game company, it kind of makes sense. If you've been following Nintendo for a certain amount of time, some rumors sound wrong. That's it. Nintendo would never upend its own model of its own machine, ever. They've said so several times. Multiple times, because people keep asking them to do what they don't do. Right. It's like, could you please make a more powerful version of this console? We like it, but it's not as powerful as the most powerful alternative from a competitor. People always ask this, and Nintendo goes, that's cool, um, but what about the people who bought our original console, though? We can't be disrespectful of those guys. That's their statement, All and it's been their statement for over a decade. Over a decade. Also, they just don't care. They don't care about They're power, not. because guess what? At the end of the day, the sales num like their sales numbers are going against what you're saying. Yeah. Like, right. like what you're saying... Their sales, their sales numbers are like we don't have to do that. Right. So. There you go. Also, what the fuck is Sony doing? <laughs> Can, uh, there. I think that was our other topic. Um, uh, I, I feel like. Um, I think this might not be. Now I'll chime in and leave the end of it open for Justin. A um playstation 5 owner and a playstation ecosystem person oh um, yeah that's true too because I'm, I'm out of the ecosystem i've been out for um a generation and some change 
And it just seemed, well, the reason why I stepped out was because I just enjoyed what Microsoft was doing in regards to a very simple thing that is respecting the amount of money I've spent on their platform. The idea of creating an infinite library of the things that I've bought for Xbox is great for someone who has a very long memory and a very long backlog. Um, I love, I've always enjoyed that. Um, but Sony didn't seem they stopped caring about that somewhere around the PlayStation 4. But now they've like quintupled down on it. And uh, more indoctrination. We can control them. And it <laughs> seems as though they have really given up on pretty much everything but AAA titles. And um, it is perplexing like they don't even the console doesn't even seem to like they're not even interested in even supporting uh cross-gen stuff which is a big chunk of what we're all playing um and it's just i i'm confused as a person who's been playing who's been in the xbox ecosystem the things that i want that i was hoping sony would kind of lean into because i don't need much to buy a playstation like i'm not one of those people that will tell you playstation stuff is bad Absolutely not. Their AAA titles are the best games I've ever played in my life. But I would like there to be some infrastructure with respect to the dollars that I spend on the console over time. And Sony does not give a fuck about the dollars I've spent on their console over time. Um, I actually do think think it's funny that um, now people are like, wait, I need, they're like, fuck, I need utility on my console. I actually fucking need utility. FML. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of been funny watching that whole thing kind of happen because um to be honest now here's the thing i'm not saying you shouldn't buy a console for a game that is absolutely not what i'm saying because i am absolutely that person who would buy an entire ass console for just one game um however i did i did i did leave the ecosystem but i was in the ecosystem last generation is just as soon as i got my computer um it just became my computer and nintendo switch and everything else just kind of went to the wayside i mean my xbox was dying anyway my ps4 is now super sad so i was like i was already like on my way out (laughs) and then i got my new computer i'm like oh you beautiful machine i love you also please for the love of god side note do not say pc master race that shit is just not cool <laughs> at all. Yeah. In no context is using like Master Race like an acceptable joke at all. Hi, my family was murdered by Nazis. Um, please do not do that. It's really bad. Um, but so like with 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 exclusives now we're we're moving away from like the idea of true exclusives now there's and like everybody's still going to have like their their one exclusive thing although i think microsoft's going to have a lot less of them i think microsoft's now like we're going to put our true exclusives on game pass <laughs> and then you're going to buy them on your own right those are our technical this is our answer to exclusives if you have game pass it's on game pass otherwise you have to purchase it if you own 
it's probably the most ruthless this this the most ruthless use of exclusives i've ever seen in my life where we're not we're not denying you we're actually going to make money off of you by the way psychonauts is dropping on game pass psychonauts 2 is dropping on game pass october october 24th wait when i saw that i was like (laughs) wait wait, no it's it might be sooner than that uh it told me i i just use I use Game Pass on my PC, so it said October like twenty fourth. Uh, sorry, not October. Um, August. Yes, October. August. Yes, that's why I was like, it's sooner than October because that shit's next month. Because I gotta play Psychonauts one to get ready for Psychonauts two. So no, yes, sorry, that August. was for whatever reason. I thought the eighth month was October when it's August. No, I I feel you. So I I had I had to then go. I I then had to do it in relation to my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> most leo thing i've ever heard <laughs> well july is my birthday july is the seventh month out of the year uh-huh eight comes after seven. Uh-huh. Oh, august is after ah uh, yes of course yes <laughs> right. so anyway psychonauts 2 is dropping august august 24th on game pass right when was your july- when's your birthday again july 28th okay. by the way the world ends with you neo is coming out on the 27th that's my uh, birthday game which is why i have to beat it coming up for my birthday please continue i'm gonna do an all i'm gonna do probably an all-day birthday stream or however long my eyes will tolerate so feel free to come shower me with happy birthdays thank you uh I'm trying. Okay, so I'm on this goal right now of like sounding the most Leo I possibly can, and I don't know if I can outdo that Facebook post I did I don't on think July first. I don't think Leos. I think the worst thing a Leo can do is try to out Leo themselves when they weren't trying. It's never. It no. You cannot out Leo yourself with minimal effort. It's impossible. Um, Listen, just live your live your live your life. It wasn't even on July first. It was actually technically June thirtieth at. 10 p.m. Without <laughs> without um trying, you have definitely been more Leo more consistently than you have in that Facebook post where you're literally shoving, literally pushed cancer season over the balcony to its death <laughs> and then started posing for pictures as Leo season. And um that is that's I still not the most Leo thing you've ever done. Leos can't, Leos are good, they're very good at trying, but because of the incredible standards that they set for spotlight hogging, they, you, it's hard to try when it's so effortless. It immediately starts to feel weird. So I'm telling you, um, just live your life. Between now and your birthday, you'll drop incredible, incredible feats of Leodum. Leodum. <laughs> Just I'm just saying that this entire month is my birthday. Um, so with PlayStation again, back to the true exclusives. Tar- Did I mention I am adjusting to no medication right now? This is great. So we're kind of like oh, moving away from the idea of true exclusives because if a game is on PlayStation and then it's also released on PC, I'm gonna tell you that's not a true exclusive. PC is a pc is a separate thing it is you can buy it from not sony if you have to buy it from if you can buy the game basically um from anything that is not giving sony money directly 
<laughs> it is not exclusive. If you're not buying it from the PlayStation Network, if you're not buying it from Sony, it is not exclusive. And yes, you, I, I do mean that like, you know, yeah, if you buy a Sony game off of Amazon, guess what? You're still buying a Sony game off of Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but like we're moving away from that. So what's happening is, is like, you'll have a game that'll come out first on Sony and then it'll be like, oh, now it's out on PC. That's great. And then like two years later, it's out on Xbox. I can wait that two years. That's fine. <laughs> There's literally a thousand games right now. That I can wait. Me. That is my primary. That is the primary thing that happens on Xbox is I'll see a new game and then I'll look at when it came out and it'll come out like 2019 on Switch. And I'm like, great. I didn't even notice. <laughs> great. Right. even notice. Like Octopath Traveler came out on Game Pass. That was that was the Nintendo Switch quote exclusive unquote. But Nintendo and Xbox are having a partnership right now. So they're actually sending games to Game Pass. And Square Enix is also a part of that partnership as well. Um, there's actually like uh, I know Nintendo and Micro and Xbox are actually looking at like getting the like getting a version of Game Pass or like cloud sharing, uh, doing some kind of partnership with the Nintendo Switch and I think it's actually going to go through and it's going to be ruthless at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be lovely. When that happens, I will die happy. Um and this is this is stuff that was said again from the companies themselves that they were looking into it. Also, they're literally right next door to each other here. They probably just like do a 15 minute drive and just be like or like go and have lunch and be like, "Hey, want to have burgers?" Like they're they're both like right they're both in Redmond. They're like right next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Microsoft HQ and the Nintendo HQ are not farther away. Uh, North American Nintendo HQ are not far away from each other at all. Uh, also, Valve is here at the same time. <laughs> like, they all know each other. Right. So, we're in this thing of, like, there's still going to be true, ex true, true exclusives. Like, Spider-Man is probably always going to be on Sony. Absolutely. Spider-Man's always going to be on PlayStation. Like, forever. That's just going to be a Sony. So, buy, like, buying, you know, a PlayStation specifically for Spider-Man makes total sense. Because you, it, it's, you're not going to see it over anywhere else. If you're looking at Square Enix games, I wouldn't count on Square Enix be games being true exclusives. No. I would not. Square Enix is moving away from that. Um, they, love, they, love, they love the cat they love the cash influx they, they love the cash influx and now sony is actually harder to work with than anybody else right now so it's actually working out better to not do that it's kind of weird sony's making the same mistakes that microsoft was doing with with, with the 360 it's very bizarre i mean they seem to be moving um they, they seem to be moving in opposition to the game pass model intentionally and i don't think it's weird because the game pass model isn't just the game pass model it's just the modern media model of just the subscription model is the modern media model that's mm -hmm. it and um and also i'll say this is there's something to be said for acknowledging um how we play video games in real time like one thing i've always had to argue with uh, this the, i was a discussion i always have with adults is adults don't buy games because they say they're not going to be able to beat the game but most people don't beat most of the games they play. But we don't talk about it. And I think... Um, excuse me? Sorry. No, keep going. I was going to say, it seems as though Microsoft is acknowledging the fact that we just simply don't beat the games that we play. And it's fine if you play 
six games in a month um, and only one sticks. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I've ever heard. I've never seen uh, a video game company um, double down on that, which is the reality of how we play games. Most of us do not finish games. Most of us prefer to try a bunch of different games. One sticks for a variety of reasons that are sometimes over our head. And that's it. And we go from there. Um, this whole buying one game every two, three months thing is not it. It's not how we organically play games in 2021. Not a single one of us. I know I'm the weird one here. I actually prefer to do it that way because I actually really like like beating. Like I really like completing my games. Although I have to, I have to say, I don't believe completion requires exactly my point right is the thing about it is you like to play your games but you're not tethered to beating your games when you your completion is as far as i understand is when you are done with it yes my completion is when i am done my done point is just right you have a very you have um a very still a very liberal understanding of completing a game and it's yours it's your judgment um what i mean to people who are like they're beating the game to the credits and if they don't beat the game to the credits, then they there's no value. That's what I mean. People who are like, I didn't get to the credits of this game, so oh, I didn't beat it, so not. I didn't get my money's worth. So why do I play video games if I have this one game in my console I didn't beat? That's what I mean. That's unnecessary stress. Right. And as a result... Because oh, go on. I'm a, because I'm a firm believer of sometimes it's better to just walk away from the game. Uh, I'm a firm believer. I believe you should play a game when you want for as long as you want. I've always said return to games. I've said put games down, pick them up later, play them when you want. Do not play games because someone told you to. Do not play games because you think you should. It immediately sours your opinion of the game. And you can... Excuse me, go on, please. I mean, I'm saying the exact same thing. Mine's basically like stop when it's not fun. Right. And so you want to, when when you've settled on a game, you like to get the most fun out of it, but you're not it. You're not adhered to the game. It's not like it's not servitude, and I think that that's what I'm saying. You don't the game serve you. You are not serving your games, and it's important that you don't do that. And I think Microsoft kind of is leaning into the fact that games serve you. So you download oh. four of them. So you download four of them. Try four of them. Like one of them. Delete three of them, and it costs you. 15 bucks a month or whatever game passes do you know how much data they have on that just via achievements right and it's funny because um the game pass the reward system is based entirely on achievements getting achievements in game pass games getting achievements in first party microsoft games and they give you gift cards so essentially for all the data like you said the achievement data that they're using for this information they're just giving people gift cards in response in, in return so they're like, just play this Game Pass game, get an achievement, see if you like it, and then you get 400 points. And if you get 12, like once you get over like 8,000, you can get five, anywhere from five to like 50 bucks gift card or whatever. Yep. And so, right. And I think that that has value. And it's strange because it seems as though Sony is actively avoiding that. Like they're seeing this and actively like, fuck microsoft because this is the way this is how netflix goes about picking what shows we watch like this is how subscription services make their decisions going forward regarding our media and sony's like fuck this (laughs) which is just odd and more odd as time passes 
So anyway, oh, speaking of um, not true exclusives, so um, there will be a new Tales game coming out. Tales game, every Tales game that has come out in the U.S. has also come out on PC. So if you do have a piece like a PC and a console, um, you are not limited. You're not going to be limited to PlayStation. That's just it usually comes. Yeah. No, coming out on Xbox. I pre-ordered that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember if it was coming. I literally, like I said, I don't, I don't know. But I do like it, the last several have only been on X, have, not Xbox. Sorry, have only been on PlayStation. Yeah, I was gonna. But they have sorry, only quotes. But they're all on. They're all oh, on yeah. Steam. Right. They've been on Steam. They come out on Steam like a year later. Mm-hmm. I'm um yeah, that's like, gonna be that's gonna be some type of um that's gonna be because because we're we'll, we'll inevitably need your opinion on that. It's gonna be a present for you at some point so thank you i really love the tales series oh i know it's like one of my favorites oh i understand um that's got me it got me into it uh, i liked it but then you mentioned it and i was like oh let's try it again and uh then i, I didn't I, re- I didn't realize tales of arise was so close and so stunning a beautiful looking game so i was like yeah let me pre-order that yeah one. people were telling me have been repeatedly telling me that the summer is going to be slow for video games and i'm just like you're not looking at the release dates no they're still i'm like i'm like i am oh. fucked also there are a lot of um there are a lot of games that are coming out um i i guess you would say i guess you could say on um on xbox or game pass like uh what was uh, uh hades is coming out uh a game called chrisdale the ascent like there are a handful of these indie games that were made they were made a big deal of last year that actually got pushed back because of COVID are coming out on game pass this summer all at once in the same month and it's like finishing off with psychonauts like it's le- it's leading off with like hades in a few weeks and then finishing off with psychonauts in a month there's like four of these major indie titles coming out uh, Psychonauts probably not, not an indie title, but it's like you know, like the sequel to Psychonauts, and then we go into the fall. So the summer's not the summer will be good if you have Game Pass, nice and you know reasonably priced. But you'll be playing video games all summer. Um, I know, and they're all they're all RPGs or like long games. Yeah. And I'm just like God. I'm supposed to be looking for a job. <laughs> That's why I've uh, I've 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 developed a liking to for older shooters that's why i started playing those because at this point no game is short so at this point i just when i want to play something short i literally wander back in time and play like an old like arrow fighters 2 or like alpha mission or blazing star or some metal slug or something i've been relaxing with story of seasons um pioneers of yeah sorry story of seasons yeah i think it's pioneers of olive town um, it is not a, if you're a Story of Seasons Harvest Moon fan, uh, this one is more like, I think, an introductory for people who are new because it's on the Switch. It's the first, like, real Switch one. They did port Friends of Men. Uh, I think they, they did a special port, a unique port of Friends of Mineral Town for the Switch. And then I think they moved, um, uh, like trio towns whatever i think they moved like a couple of them over the switch also but um it is not a typical story of seasons game it's a bit 
I found it a bit easier. I completed a lot of shit in my first year, which is something that never happens. And so, and things are just like a little less aggressive, like a little less detailed, but it's also more casual, which is kind of nice. Um, I would probably take more issue with it if I wasn't playing uh, headache-inducing space opera RPGs with shaky narrative. Um... <laughs> I am a Mass Effect fan, I swear to God. Um, it's deeply flawed, but very compelling. And also, and also, like I said, there's something to be said for Bioware creating the audience that burned Andromeda to the ground. But again, this is not just in safe commentary. <laughs> sorry, Justin, I'm sorry. Sorry, Justin. I can't help it. Well, that's how compelling. No, you know what? You know what? This is this is your punishment, Justin, for not taking your PS5 with you and your recording equipment. For the record, as someone who just traveled across America back and forth with a Series X, it's fucking nerve-wracking. Justin, you are an incredibly wise and safe owner of a next-gen console to not try and take that because people don't know how to He was, he was a He was he was driving still and uh, gone for three to four weeks and has been in the final fantasy 14 chat just making eyes at everybody like i want to play listen um when i when i first made my first trip but, from texas but he has learned when i made my first trip from texas to california just like just as part of the course this summer for work um, they took my, I had to take my Xbox out of my suitcase and put it in a tray and put it through, um, put it through TSA. And I have never been that anxious going through that line ever. And I was on tiptoe. I was looking over the top of the line to see when my Xbox was coming out. I was peeking. I was, I was leaning over stuff to see when it was coming out on that other side of that machine. Um, TSA guy on the metal detector dude saw me doing that. And he looked and he saw, he looked and he see, he saw what I was doing and he just waved me through TSA. Did not, he just was, he said, you're good. He said, I see you have to get back to your child. Didn't, deadpan, I see you have to get back to your child. And I ran and slid and I was waiting over there. And as soon as that Series X came through the metal detector, I was already there to receive it. And he gave me a nod and I gave him a nod and I went on about my day. And that's the travel experience with a next-gen console that you can't quite replace without twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, uh, I, um... it's funny. Um, when I was even coming back to Texas from California, the guy saw he was like, he like he got the tray with like my bag full of wires and my Xbox Series X next to it, and he was asking me about the Series X, and he was like looking at the bag, and he was like, whatever, man, just. Take this, put this back in the, put this back on your suitcase. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever, dude. Just get this back. Get this, get, get, put this away. And we were talking about it, but he was like, "I'm not, whatever. It's fine. Just yeah, just get this out of here." Because he knew that just sit, just sitting there on a tray in a fucking airport is nerve wracking. He was the nicest guy. We were talking about next gen consoles. I was telling him the same thing about the ecosystem. He's asking me about you know whether you should get one. But he was just like, there's no reason for this to be out. And that's the travel experience with the next-gen console. It's nerve-wracking. And other people who play video games understand that you're taking a major risk doing this. And 
as a result, I can see why Justin would be like, because a PlayStation 5 is infinitely harder to replace than an Xbox. Like I could get another Xbox for way less than I could get a PlayStation 5. I could also get an Xbox Series S while I wait. If he get if his PlayStation 5 got if he all of a sudden got attacked by like pirates like fucking Conan, that's it. It's gonna cost him twelve hundred bucks. Full stop. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I have a picture. What happened? What happened, Bacon? Are you okay? Look at me. What's up? Um, I was picturing a highway pirates. Yes. This is like like Mad Max. Like, like, like I, 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 no, I was actually it was like like ma- imagine right. Mad Max. Listen, I imagine a shirtless man in like a leather corset. He like smells the air and he's like, I smell a PlayStation. <laughs> that one. Attack. <laughs> and then. <laughs> To give Justin credit, actually, I was going to give him more credit with the recording stuff specifically because I know there's like a bazillion small children around him and he can't record. Right. That the recording was out. He's got he's a dad. The recording was out. He's a, he's a traveling dad, traveling parent. I've learned this from Dasha Mitchell. Traveling parents don't record shit. No. Traveling parents don't record shit. Gaming parents do travel with their game consoles unless it is like the Ark of the Covenant, which is a PlayStation 5 at the moment. And you don't travel. God forbid, fucking um, the, the uh, Diablos, the fucking mad pirate, sm- catches wind of it in the fucking trunk, and then Justin's sitting there driving down the interstate, trying to outrun all these fucking all of him and his henchmen. That's all I'm saying. I get why he didn't bring it. That's all I'm saying. I understand it. If I didn't have the cooperation of local law enforcement, who knows what would have happened to my Series X? Who knows? It could have gone south. What if one of them went rogue? Who knows? <laughs> so I get. Um, also in September, Diablos, the road pirate, will get his own podcast about his travels um, across the roads of America, um, looting and pillaging. Um, he's actually a rather engaging character. His gang is mostly um, non-men of color. It's actually really diverse very very um very thoughtfully designed as like insurance and support systems for the pirates and their families he has like an exit strategy he doesn't want to keep lifelong pirates you know what i mean he wants to make better people and um i really appreciate him for that and um as a result you know we're gonna let him you know speak his perspective it's gonna be him and uh, his first mate and um yeah it's gonna be Pretty good show. Very excited. And Unreasonable Fridays first for the reboot. And uh, yeah, it's going to be um, a good show. Hope you guys listen. <laughs> uh, Indoctrination, we have control. <laughs> we, can, we can control. We can control. We can control. We can control. Oh my God. I hate God, the- fuck you, my guy. <sighs> fuck you. Uh, I would love to see that in a movie. Where someone's like, we can control it. And then somebody just roll their fucking head. Like, oh my god. <laughs> this again. Oh my god. Uh, were, were you watching me stream the end? Uh, no, I did not see you stream the end of the uh, no, okay, I, I wa- stream- no, I watched the ending, but not the end of the... Uh, no, I think I caught the um, end. No, I don't want to spoil anything on the podcast. But I caught the last hour... Loosely. Okay, so then you did catch the exact moment that my head went into my hands and I was oh, yeah, very yeah, yeah. clear we the all. migraine hit. Oh yeah, we were okay. all yeah, we were all okay. we were yeah. all everyone in the chat was just like, Oh come on and I was like, Oh, I don't want to play Mass Effect 3 at all. That was like around the time when I 
put Mass I was literally playing Mass Effect 3, like starting it. And then I was looking at you do it. And I was like, I don't want to do this at all. And then I just went back to my heel character in Mass Effect 2. I was like, I'm just going to run this back. But then you said you wanted to do the show next week. So now I'm going to play Mass Effect 3. But looking at you play Mass Effect 3, the end of it made me absolutely lose all interest in playing. The, the, the funnier part about it is people who haven't played the game but came with me on the journey. Even they were like, what the fuck? And I felt validated. So <laughs> Again... We will save all of our um, Justin, our pro, our Justin necessary content until next I'm year. I'm so sorry. No, listen. In fact, I think that I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna. Unless there's anything you want to add, um, uh, I think uh, we. Uh, it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Bacon! Today is your birthday. Tomorrow is your birthday. The day after is your birthday. The next twenty days are my birthday. And the week after, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say the next twenty three days are my birthday. When does your birthday end? Uh, my birthday ends at the end of July. So August first, because August, because August is my best friend's birthday. August first is your best friend's birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then your birthday is from now until July thirty first. Correct. Eleven fifty nine p.m. Yes. To the minute. All right, then everyone don't forget to wish Bacon a happy birthday today, tomorrow, and every day until July 31st, 11.59 p.m. That said, we will uh, be back next week with uh, Justin to finally pull apart the um, charismatic but deeply flawed Mass Effect trilogy. And um, Justin can also corroborate the his um, rationale between not traveling with a $1,200 Highly sought after next gen game console. Um, and yeah, probably, you know, discuss, you know, more birthday plans because then by then it would have been day 17 of Bacon's birthday of 31. And uh, yeah, we can have kind of like a word. We can have like a man on the street thing. Like, what do Americans think about Bacon's birthday? Whatever. What has the average American been doing for Bacon's birthday? How do they? What do they intend to do going forward for Bacon's birthday? Like that type of thing. Um, but until then, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.